I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, with you for another Monday, Wednesday, Friday podcast. This Let's Ride morning show every Monday, Wednesday, and and my gosh, it's Friday. This week has flown by. I hope that you've enjoyed it. I got to tell a quick story to start the show off. And if you listen to my podcast for any length of time, you know I'm a storyteller. I love to tell stories. Uh, Always have, always will. And so the other day I'm on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at jhartman.com. H-A-R-T-M-A-N underscore P-I-T. And one of my followers says, Hey, Jeff, I just wanted to apologize and say thank you at the same time. He wanted to apologize that he hadn't been able to catch all of our podcasts like he does during the season, but he wanted to thank me because he never misses my Let's Ride podcast. He said, no matter what, I never miss the Monday, Wednesday, Friday Let's Ride. And look, this show is is my show. Like It's just me. Yeah, I might have Dave Schofield on. I had Kevin Smith on once, but like this is my show. And so I have a very loyal group on Twitter at least of listeners that they they never miss an episode. And these are I'm calling them my ride or die crew. The Let's Ride show, my ride or die crew. So if you know that you're right now, and I know there's several out there, if you're a part of the ride or die crew, that means that no matter what, season, in season, off season, doesn't matter. You never miss a Let's Ride podcast. You're part of the crew. Maybe I'll get like stickers or something. That'd be pretty cool. If you're a ride or die, if you're part of the ride or die crew, I'll send you a sticker. Maybe I'll do that. But still, want a big, big shout out to that listener as well as all my listeners that take a little bit of their day, 30 minutes, 
whether it's whenever part whenever you listen maybe it's in the morning on your morning commute or maybe when you're drinking your coffee in the morning or maybe it's in the afternoon on your way home it doesn't matter when you listen it's just the fact that you listen and i appreciate you i appreciate you more than you'll ever know and i gotta say it as i always do this this website behindthesteelcurtain.com this podcast platform is a part of behindthesteelcurtain.com which is a part of sb nation which is a part of vox media so make sure you check out behindthesteelcurtain.com for all your latest news commentary, features, film room, you name it. All right, so we always start the show off because in the offseason, there's less shows. There's not as much focus on the minutiae. You think like Injury Report podcast, Mike Tomlin press conferences. I always like to start the show off with news that might have happened. I didn't realize this until I re-listened to my last show. I totally forgot to talk about the news at the beginning of the last show. Now, I kind of did touch on that during the mailbag segment. If you missed it, go back and check that out. If on Wednesday you actually gave a question, if you actually submitted a question and you haven't gone back, I answered every single one of them. So go back and check that out. But the news that's happened this week is, first and foremost, the Steelers made it official that Matt Canada is the offensive coordinator. And so when Matt Canada was hired the same day that he was made official, because we kind of knew this for a couple weeks, also Fernando Roberts became the tight end coach. He's got a lot of experience in the NFL Uh, Most recently, I believe it was with the Chargers, and he's also been with the Colts and other teams. He's been all around. Used to play for the Dallas Cowboys. But then today, I'm sorry, yesterday, Thursday, it was reported that Eddie Faulkner, who's the running backs coach, he was signed to a two-year extension. Now, I already know, because when I wrote that article, several people on social media, they hit me up and said, why? Why in the world... Would the Steelers bring this guy back when the Steelers were dead last in the NFL in two categories, rushing yards per game and rushing yards per attempt or per carry, either way? Why would they re-sign this coach to a two-year extension? Well, there's a couple reasons why. First and foremost, when they don't bring back Sean Surrett, who's the offensive line coach, and then they give a the running backs coach a two-year extension... Well, that tells you where they feel the issues were in the running game. It wasn't with the backs. It was with the people opening up the holes. It could be scheme, but there's another wrinkle and there's another layer to this. If you look at the relationship with Matt Canada and Eddie Faulkner, they have a long history together. They've coached together at multiple stops along the way, mainly and most recently before 2020 when Canada joined the Steelers coaching staff as the quarterback's coach. But when Faulkner was at NC State, Canada was the offensive coordinator. They worked together, wouldn't be shocked if Canada vouched for his guy and said, I want him as my running backs coach. Now at NC State, Faulkner did not coach running backs. He actually coached the tight ends and the fullbacks. He dealt with Jalen Samuels, believe it or not, because Jalen Samuels was used as an H-back in that that offense with Jacoby Brissett and that Wolfpack offense. So that could be another reason why Faulkner was back. But a lot of fans, they were really, really upset with the fact that the Steelers, who had such a dreadful running game, actually decided to bring back Eddie Faulkner for a two-year extension. But that's just a little glimpse into probably why. Just a glimpse. Now, the big news on Thursday, and this happens every year, and unless you're a part of the media, and sadly, I am not a part of the media, Art Rooney II will just randomly one day speak to media members. Now, normally, 
in a normal year where we're not having COVID issues and we're not talking about virtual stuff, he would actually have a select group of writers into his office at the team facility. They would sit down. Reporters would just get to basically pepper the owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers with questions, and he would give the answers to the best of his ability. Clearly, he's not going to be able to just tell you exactly what he's thinking or what the team's plans are for the draft or what they're thinking about this, that, or the other. But he does this, and it's totally random. And all of a sudden, you're on Twitter one day, and someone starts tweeting out, Art Rooney II, in an interview, says this, that, this, 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 and this. And now, wow, where is this all coming from? Well, this is that end-of-the-year wrap-up that Art Rooney always does. And this leads us into the headline and the topic of this podcast. It is that this offseason, the 2021 offseason, is a critical period in Steelers history. There is no way around saying that it's not. This offseason, and I don't even think that I, I don't even think I should say this is just my opinion. I don't even think I should say in my opinion. I'm saying that as of now, this offseason is critical for the future of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And there's three main reasons why it's critical. Three main reasons. I'm going to start, I actually had this as number two, but I'm going to put it at number one. It's going to start with the salary cap. The fact that the Pittsburgh Steelers are up against the cap heading into 2021, that's a well-known fact. The fact that they don't know and no one knows what's going to happen with the salary cap is a gigantic elephant that's been in the room this entire season and even it's gotten bigger in the offseason. Typically, in a typical year, the NFL will say, we're not sure if it's going to go up. It typically does, but we're not sure how much it's going to go up. And it has increased about $10 million every year due to revenue increasing, new television deals, things of that nature. It currently sits at $198.2 million for this 2020 season. But what's going to happen prior to the league year in that starts in March? We have a month to figure that out, but until then, there's been a lot of rumors around the salary cap. There's been rumors around the cap going up even. There are some agents that have been out there that have said there's no way that the NFL, the, a, a league that is about to get massive new contracts with TV stations, stations like ESPN, CBS, Fox, NBC, all those stations are going to be re-upping with the Pittsburgh, with, not with the Pittsburgh Steelers, but with the NFL this offseason. So that means that they're going to be bringing in millions upon millions of dollars from each of these organizations. So these agents are suggesting that there's no way that the NFL is going to make all this money, even without fans being in seats in 2020, and they're going to say, well, the salary cap's going to dip. They are saying that at worst, it would stay the same. It would stay at 198.2. And honestly, if it did stay stagnant at 198.2, the Steelers could live with that. They could work with that. They could manage that. However, there is also the option, there is also the possibility that this salary cap will go down. Now, the, the NFL is not a stupid organization, and they and the NFLPA prior to 2020 had set a floor that the salary cap cannot dip below this number. 
and I've said it a bunch of times on this show, you've heard it from other hosts as well, if it dips down to that $175 million floor, think about that. And we would be talking about it going from 198.2 down to 175. That's a significant decrease in the cap where if a team like the Steelers, and they're not alone, by the way, that they're already bellied up to that cap. They're already at that point. Oh my goodness, what would they do? You're talking about serious cap casualties just to get complacent with the salary cap. You're talking about players maybe like Joe Hayden. People have even brought up the name of Steven Nelson. Some have brought up Vince Williams. Some have brought up players like David DeCastro. And the biggest of them all, Ben Roethlisberger. And what are they going to do with these players that have really big salary cap hits going into 2021 and they need to cut some fat off of their cap? Again, If fans find out, if we wake up on Friday or Saturday or next week, it doesn't matter when, and we see the headline that reads, NFL announces 2021 salary cap will remain at 198.2, every Steeler fan should say, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. That's what they should say, because that means that at 198.2, although not an increase that would give them more cap space, You think about the Steelers did have some rollover. They're not going to pick up Vance McDonald's option because he retired. They're going to be able to create some room. They're going to be able to create some room. But if this cap goes down, and I mean even if it goes down to 190, the Steelers are going to be in trouble. They're going to be in trouble, and it's going to lead to decisions being made that could have long-lasting ramifications on this organization. This organization is built around sustainability, consistency, and success. No, I know it has not been the success we all hoped and we all want, but that is what the Steelers are based on. And with this salary cap situation being in flux, being so gray, and I say gray because it is not black and white. It is anything but black and white. It is 100% gray. No one knows what this clear delineation is going to be. And I have to be honest, I don't know if the NFL even knows what this cap is going to be in 2021. They have, they don't know if they're going to be able to sell out stadiums next year. You hope so. You would think that you could, but they don't know that for sure. And so if they think that they're just going to be able to, oh, here we go. We're going to be right back into the thick of things. We're going to be sold out again. And then, you find out that that's not the case. And that could certainly happen. That could certainly happen, and that would be a problem if it did happen with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So the salary cap is the first thing. It's the first thing, not the last. There's two more big, big issues that could mean that this offseason is a critical period in Steelers history, not just right now, in Steelers history. We'll be back after this break to talk about those two things. Stick around. Be right back. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to the second part of this Let's Ride podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Hartman, and this is the part of our week that you get so accustomed to certain things happening. You get so accustomed to Friday's show coming out of the break. Jeff's going to do his picks. There's no game this week. The Super Bowl is two weeks away. We only have about one week left, but there's no pick segment. That's really sad. That's really disappointing. But we're still going to power through. We're still going to talk about everything. And so let's talk about the next factor. I said there were three. We already talked about one with the salary cap. The next factor as to why this offseason is a critical period in Pittsburgh Steelers history, and that is none other than the man that Art Rooney talked about the most when he met with media on Thursday, and that was Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger. I have to be honest. When you look at the salary cap situation, and that's why I said that first, when you look at that cap situation, it's so tough to just kind of say, well, outside of Roethlisberger's $41 million cap hit, you can't say that. If it were to somehow go down to that floor, that $175 million, and you're talking about one player making up 41 of that 175, that, I mean, shoot, that is like Pittsburgh Pirates stuff right there. You know, let's pay one guy all this money and everyone else gets piddlings. It just can't happen. And Art Rooney talked about, They want Ben Roethlisberger back, and that might be the news that you don't want to hear on this Friday. And Ben Roethlisberger and his agent came out and said they want to come back. But there's this giant butt, and no, I'm not talking about like a human butt. I'm talking about a butt like, you know, in a sentence. They want Ben back. Ben wants to come back, but there's that $41 million issue that they need to figure out. And I'll say this again, I'll say it a million times because Dave Schofield says it all the time, and that is Ben Roethlisberger is not due to make $41 million in 2021. Ben Roethlisberger's salary cap hit is $41 million in 2021. I think he is due to make about $19 million, but his cap hit has increased because of the restructuring of contracts. So Art Rooney says we want Ben back for sure, and I get it. Look at the depth they have behind him. Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins. That's it right now. Not the most confident. You know, it doesn't give you that warm, fuzzy feeling deep down in your belly thinking, ah, this is so nice. This is just exactly what we want. That's that you don't get that feeling. You get the feeling of, wow, if Ben doesn't come back, we might be in trouble. So Roethlisberger wants back. They want him back and he wants to come back, but they are all saying the same thing. We have to figure out what to do with this contract. And what scares me as a fan is that I'm afraid of what they're going to do to get the contract decreased. Put it that way. If Roethlisberger means what he says, and he did come out on Thursday with his agent, and they put out a statement that basically said, we want to come back. We don't care about the money. We'll do whatever it takes to make it work for the Steelers. It's essentially not verbatim. You know, we're paraphrasing here, but that's what he said. So when you say that, 
Okay, how creative can the Steelers get with a contract? You still owe you still owe that $41 million. You're going to have to pay the Piper sooner or later. So what if you say, well, why don't we give him an extension? Ugh, that's the worst thing I want to hear. I really, worst thing I want to hear. Because if Ben wants to come back after this season, I'm all for it if he's playing well. I just don't want to just keep kicking the can down the street. It's an analogy I use every week, it seems like. You keep kicking the can down the street, eventually you have to pick it up. And so the Steelers could give him an extension, give him a lot of that money via a signing bonus, and then they can defer the money later down the road. I saw someone on Twitter who suggested a four-year extension. You basically bump the money back, you give him a signing bonus, you can get his cap hit down to like maybe one something, one point whatever million in 2021. That sounds great, but eventually you're going to have to pick it up. So the Steelers have to be smart. They have to be creative. I think at this point, whether Roethlisberger comes back or not, I think it's kind of a moot point. We were at one time saying, is he going to come back? Should he come back? Do the Steelers want him back? I think at this point, when the when the team president comes out and the quarterback himself come out and say, I want to come back and we want him back, pretty much seals the deal in my opinion. So Roethlisberger, but him coming back, boy, do they need to have his contract locked up away in a way that is really, really manageable for this team. The worst case scenario is Roethlisberger plays in 2021 with a $41 million cap hit. When we talked about that salary cap, that could be disastrous. So Ben Roethlisberger clearly is one of these reasons because let's talk about Steelers history. He's a big part of it. In this offseason, if the Steelers botched this, and he walks away, and the team goes into the tank, we're always going to point back to this offseason and say, if they just would have done this, or if they just would have done that, if they could have just gotten this deal done. That's this. That's how important some of this stuff is that we're talking about here. So the salary cap was number one. Roethlisberger and his contract was number two. Now let's head to the third. And look, I don't think that... One is bigger than the other in this situation, meaning I don't think that the salary cap is larger than Roethlisberger's cap hit that's coming up. I don't think that it's the other way around. And I also don't think that the ridiculous number of free agents that the Steelers have, you know what, to be honest with you, when I think about it, as I speak out loud, all three of these things are intertwined. You know, you look at Roethlisberger, what they do with him is is also based on the salary cap. If the salary cap were to go up to 220 this year, They'd probably just pay Ben his $41 million and then be done. But that's probably not going to happen. These free agents I'm about to talk about, well, if the salary cap weren't in flux, they would sign the ones they want to keep and they'd let everyone else walk and they'd get compensatory picks for them. But when you look at this list of players, wow. I mean, I can, I've been covering this team for BehindTheSteelCurtain.com for probably six seasons now, maybe seven. I don't even remember. And goodness gracious, I have not seen a list of unrestricted free agents like this in my time with the website. Let me read off some of these names for you. And let's keep in mind, as I'm reading these names, in the back of your head, always remember, they don't have any cap room. And the salary cap could go down. Like I said, these three things are intertwined. So here we go. Bud Dupree tops the list. Okay, towards ACL. No one knows what he said. He's going to be good. That he'll be ready for next season. Who knows? 
We don't know right now. But Bud Dupree, free agent. Alejandro Villanueva. Everyone says that he's played poorly. He doesn't give up sacks. He doesn't give up pressures. I understand that he's getting older. What are the Steelers going to do? That's your starting left tackle. Like him or not, that is your starting left tackle. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent next year. Avery Williamson. A lot of people didn't like the the signing of Williamson, or I'm sorry, the trade with the Jets for Avery Williamson, but I thought he did exactly what they brought him in to do. They brought him in to be veteran depth. He did that. He played well. He is not supposed to be playing next to a Vince Williams. He's supposed to be playing next to a Devin Bush. He's just not the athlete. So he was exposed a little bit, just like Vince Williams gets exposed when he doesn't have a Ryan Chazier or a Devin Bush playing next to him. But Avery Williamson, unrestricted free agent. Mike Hilton, one of the best slot receivers in the NFL. He's an unrestricted free agent. If you haven't checked out the market for slot cornerbacks yet or recently, it's through the roof. Mike Hilton could be gone. Matt Filer ended the year with on injured reserve. He played in the playoff game, didn't play that well. I'm not shocked. He hadn't played in about six weeks. But Matt Filer, he was a starting offensive lineman at left guard and he is an unrestricted free agent it keeps going Tyson Alawalu he was one of your linchpins on the defensive front he can play nose tackle he can play defensive end he is as versatile as they come unrestricted free agent Zach Banner towards ACL first week week one Monday night football at New York a lot of people are thinking that he might be able to come back on the cheap Maybe a one-year deal, two-year deal at the most. He and Chuksakorafor could be your tackles, especially if you let Villanueva walk. Still, you got to sign him, and with what with what money? Juju Smith-Schuster. He was the veteran of the receiving core. That doesn't say much. He's also still a very young player, very productive. I thought he had a great season. The numbers might not have been through the roof. But the Steelers spread the ball around a lot. But Juju Smith-Schuster got a ton of targets, and those targets could all be gone, unrestricted free agent. J. Ron Elliott, Cassius Marsh, Jordan Berry, they're all unrestricted free agents, not really as notable. Chris Warmly, Danny Isadora, he's the right guard that they brought in off a practice squad um, towards the end of the season. Sean Davis is an unrestricted free agent. Jordan Dangerfield is an unrestricted free agent. Cam Sutton is an unrestricted free agent. Now, when you look at Sean Davis, he was backup, just depth. He played special teams. Didn't look the same as when he was with Pittsburgh before his injury, his shoulder injury. Jordan Dangerfield was the team captain last season with on special teams. Cameron Sutton was their dimebacker, filled in well. He's a versatile cornerback. He can play inside, he can play outside, he can play nickel, dime, doesn't matter. He's an unrestricted free agent. So look at the secondary there. Davis, Dangerfield, and Sutton. That's a lot of depth that if they all go, because they're all unrestricted, that's going to hurt your team. James Conner, the running back, he's an unrestricted free agent. Are they comfortable with Benny Snell Jr.? Are they comfortable with Jalen Samuels in his last year, in his rookie deal? What about Anthony McFarland? James Conner, unrestricted free agent. Gerald Hawkins is an unrestricted free agent. Joshua Dobbs is an unrestricted free agent. So those are just the unrestricted free agents. I feel like I just spent 30 minutes of my life going through that list. But then there's also restricted free agents and exclusive right free agents. So Ray Ray McLeod is a restricted free agent. Marcus Allen is an exclusive rights free agent. Um, Ola Adenye is a restricted free agent. And J.C. Hasnauer and Robert Splain are both exclusive rights 
free agents. Okay, now that the list is done, you're taking a look at all those names and you think to yourself, what did I tell you to think about the whole time I was reading the list? Think about they have no cap space and we don't know what the salary cap's going to do. Everything is intertwined. If they can't bring back some of these players, they are talking, you're talking about a roster being absolutely decimated. Absolutely decimated. If you lose Bud Dupree, Alejandro Villanueva, Mike Hilton, I'm going to call Hilton a starter because he played that much, Matt Filer, Tyson Alawalu, Juju Smith Schuster, I'll throw Jordan Berry out there as a specialist. You lose uh, Cam Sutton and James Conner. Those are nine players. Nine players. It always reminds me of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Nine times. Nine players that are starters or have played significant snaps for the Steelers in 2020 that could be gone. Nine. You're talking about an offseason that is a critical period in Steelers history. In their history. Not just, oh, it's it's an important point of the year and they're going to have to make, figure things out. If they mismanage this and if that salary cap goes down, this could be a turning point in the wrong direction for the Steelers. I don't mean to be all doom and gloom, but that's just the reality. That's the reality the Steelers face right now. And no one expected the COVID-19 situation to put a damper on the salary cap. But you know what they did expect? They did know. They knew that Roethlisberger was going to be due $41 million at some point. They also knew that some of these players were going to be unrestricted free agents. That's not a surprise. So the Steelers, hey, who you want to blame someone? They can only blame themselves. All right, so let's finish this up. Still going to do the heart-to-heart to finish up, and a lot of fans might be kind of frustrated with my heart-to-heart this week. And the reason being is it's who I'm going to talk about. And I wrote an article about this, believe it or not. You can check it out still, or you can Google it. If you go to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, I did a letter from the editor. If for those that want to know, when I feel the need to do a commentary piece, but it's not really structured around anything, it's just kind of my own thoughts, I will do a letter from the editor because it's just a way for me. It's a it's a little uh, vessel, so to speak, for me to get my thoughts out there to the world. And I did a letter from the editor that said, I can't stand Tom Brady, but man, do I respect his game. Think about it. I mean, think about it, folks. Try, I, I hate Tom Brady more than anything because, and well, I don't hate anyone. You know what I mean? I, I have a strong dislike for Tom Brady. This guy has been a thorn in the Steelers' side for how many years? And then right when you think the guy's leaving the AFC, he's no longer with the Patriots, that dynasty is done. He's in the flipping Super Bowl again. Oh my goodness gracious. I I can't stand Tom Brady, but at the same time, if you can't look at what he's done and say he's the greatest to ever do it, then you have such a bias against him, you're just not willing to admit the truth. Tom Brady is 43 years old, and he still... I, I know he threw three picks in the NFC Championship game. Trust me, plenty of readers pointed that out in the comment section of my article. But, man, is this guy good. And it makes me sick to my stomach. I want to puke. I wanted to puke. Why? Honestly, I don't like Aaron Rodgers either, but I'd rather see Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes duel it out in the Super Bowl Call it the State Farm Super Bowl. I don't care what you want to call it. 
But to see Tom Brady back in the Super Bowl, and I'm already sick and tired of the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm sick of Patrick Mahomes, him and his sideshow Bob haircut. Get out of here. I'm sick of a. I don't like seeing him with Troy Polamalu on those commercials. The Patrick Price, if my kids say, is that Patrick? One more time, I'm going to go berserk. Okay? But Tom Brady, goodness, when is it going to end? When is it going to end? When can we get this guy out of our lives from an NFL standpoint? Someone tell me. As much as I can't stand him, goodness, he's so freaking good. You know, there's people that you run into in your life. Maybe it was when you were younger. Maybe it was high school. You just couldn't stand them. Maybe they were just so popular or good-looking. and You're like, oh, man, I want to hit him right in the face just because he's so perfect. That's like Tom Brady. I mean, really, I mean, when you think about it, he's just been dominant and so good for so long. You just want to... Oh, man, it's just bad. It's just bad. But you got to give him props. You have to give him props. Why? Because he is phenomenal. He is great. He is tremendous. He's been very good for the NFL, even though there's been a lot of issues with the Patriots and the scandals. But still, got to give props when props is due. I'm not saying I want him to win the Super Bowl. I don't want the Chiefs to win either. This is awful. I'm not looking forward to the Super Bowl. (laughs) All right, folks, that does it for me. That's a wrap on our heart-to-heart segment and a wrap for this week. There's no football this weekend. That's kind of a bummer. You can watch the Senior Bowl if you want and get into that college football, that 2021 draft mode. Uh, Otherwise, I'll be back with you Monday morning, breaking down all the latest news from the weekend as well as getting you prepped for this week, getting you ready for the Super Bowl. So, all right, that's it. Have a great weekend, everyone. As we always finish it out, be safe, be kind, and God bless. Go Steelers. We'll see you. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.